the Mark West Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Mark West Sports Podcast. I'm Marcus Benjamin. He's Wesley Pierre. You already know. We give you that real sports talk from that South Florida, Dade County, 954. I guess we could say 954 these days, too. <laughs> 7862. And, and 561 <laughs> perspective. Uh, we give you that real talk, you know. And um, unfortunately, this is one of the saddest weeks in Miami sports history, I can say, because our Miami Heat are down 3 0 to the Milwaukee Bucks right now. We're about to watch the uh, uh, game four right now. And uh, really see if we can avoid the sweep. Um, it saddens me just to say that. Well, just to come off my, uh, come out and, and just and just hear that from my mouth, just makes me really sad. But at the same time, this is a different Heat team. You know, this is this is kind of what I realized. This is this is what I realized, and what probably many people realize as well. When they in re- uh, in a relationship with somebody. And, you know, it's all good, especially if you're having good sex. You kind of bypass the things that, you know, that are really, you know, things that you see. But you're like, nah, we, we could ride this thing out. And I think that was the kind of the, the case with this Heat team. And it's sad that we had to be down 3-0 and be blown out by 30 points in the last two games to really realize that. So I think this team is just a different team than last year's team. There's no Jay Crowder. You know, Jay Crowder is a, is a player that I think that we should have kept. Uh, we were both sad when we heard the news when he went to a, went to a different team. Exactly. So, and the fact that you let go of some pieces that and, and got some pieces that didn't work out. No Avery Bradley. You thought he was going to be somebody. No Oladipo. Um, he's hurt again, so he seems like he's an injury-prone type of player. You have no Kelly Olynyk as well, although you know Kelly O sometimes was you know he he's uh, inconsistent and he's a bench player, but he's a big guy and he can get rebounds. So you lose that, and you lose Miles Leonard, who was that guy too, who's basically a rebound kind of stretch the floor type of guy. This is a different team, unfortunately, and not only that. I'll say this one last thing before you jump in, Wes, is that the bubble situation was a hard one to go through, you know? And the fact that we got the most limited rest uh, besides, you know, us and the Lakers. And I also want to point out that Goran Dragic is not the same player. He's not the same player that, <sighs> that we had before his injury in the finals. That player was the player that got us there, that helped to get us there because he was pushing the pace, he was giving you good shots, and he was providing assists. So that player is not a player that we have now. We got a poor man's Ginobili right now. (laughs) Straight up. We got a poor man's Ginobili. And I hate to say that about Dragic. He's one of the best all-time Heat players, I would say. But unfortunately, the injury seems like it took a toll on him. And he's not the same player, and he's you know towards the end of his career. See, 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 see. That's where where I, I agree and I disagree. You know, because both uh, of course, you know, both of us were loyal Heat fans, and you know, of course, we want to always see the Heat succeed. 
you know, it's not like the Dolphins, you know, where we're used to seeing, you know, failing um, outcomes. But when it comes to the Heat, we we fight to the end. And, you know, I'm looking at all these games, the last three games. The only game that they actually fought was game one, you know, where, where Middleton, you know, hit the game winner. Um, and it was a lucky shot because, of course, you know, he, he, he shot the ball in front of, Someone that I feel like is a liability on the heat that I've been screaming for the longest, you know, it was in front of hit, uh, um, Duncan Robinson, you know, and uh, um, you, you got to understand when it comes to um, the heat, like I've been saying for the longest, our culture is defense. And piggybacking off what you were saying earlier, you got Jay Crowder. I agree 100%. Jay Crowder, we miss Jay Crowder on the Miami Heat because, of course, you know, you got a guy that can shoot the three consistently, give you that grit that UD provides, you know, Udonis Haslam, and, and, and you know, be one of those um, leaders, you know, um, in, in, in the game. You know, um, uh, you know you, you, you've been screaming Tyler Hero for the longest, and – Tyler Hero been where to be found nowhere. Yeah, you know, Duncan Robinson. You know, Duncan Robinson. Same thing. You know, when it comes to Kendrick Nunn, same thing. When it comes to scoring, but he still give you the consistency. When it comes to our culture, which is defense, you know. But again, at the end of the day, um, I'm not even gonna really blame it on those three because those those three aren't the ones that's getting paid all the money. I'm gonna blame it on Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And you remember, I said before they gave him that bread, I was like, yo, like I wouldn't have gave him that bread. Same thing like Julius Randle. You seen Julius Randle when he's playing with the Hawks right now? They just gave him that money and. He's inconsistent and been nowhere to be found. Just like our players, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, and, and Kendrick Nunn, nowhere to be actually found. You got Bam Adebayo that's not shooting the ball consistently. Jimmy Butler in a, in a season was saying, you know, uh, I'm giving him slack on him not driving to the rim. You know, and, and, and that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Jimmy Butler that's not driving to the rim, not, you know, he's he, he's he's giving the ball to everyone else. But how can you shoot the ball 76 times, 70 and some change, and uh, I'll make 26 shots? You know, of course we're going to actually lose. We, 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 we should have lost more than 30, to be honest with you, because yeah. the Bucks didn't even shoot – well that third game you know the second game of course they broke records on the miami heat you know for first half on um, three-point shots made in the first half but like game three like yo we could have easily won that game you know i, I really feel disappointed in, in in eric spolster also because you know bar mitzvah you know he wind up showing up in game three and 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 shooting it like steph curry you know Close, close, close to the close to the half court, you know, and, and, and consistently making consistently making that shot, consistently giving you that urgency that our other uh, um, Heat players aren't giving you at yeah. that particular time. So you know, I don't know, you know, it could be a, a little bit of coaching, it could be a little bit of leadership, you know. Of course, we know that um um Jimmy Butler doesn't necessarily um go out and try to take over the games like that you know he's gonna spread it out and give it to his shooters and our shooters are young players 
They're showing that when the lights hit them, and not in the bubble, you know, when the lights hit you with the fans there, you you turn to a B-I-T-C-H. You turn to a somebody that just ran in the crib and you got people in front of the crib that want to fight you. You wind up being one of these players. And, of course, when you come to Dragic, I understand what you're saying about Dragic, but you got to give Dragic a little bit of leeway. Why? Because Dragic is an older player. We do know that that um he, he is the dragon until yeah. he give his last breath. And you got to understand, they put him in the, in the starting lineup to 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 help out the heat and it was not just Dragas. everyone was inconsistent i think Dragas shot the ball 14 times made it four times you know well, the dragon can, can well, well Drag, Dragic and uh and duncan robson actually played really well in the first game in the you know, first who game didn't play well in the first game well, was, we in game was, four right now was was jimmy butler like jimmy butler like for some reason besides you know the game winning the game tying shot uh that he hit but to be honest, the Milwaukee Bucks really kind of figured out nah. what the problem is with them. Nah. You know, because last year we, we knocked them out in five games. So they said, okay, so y'all going to knock us out in five games. We're going to add P.J. Tucker and we're going to add Drew Holiday. And they up, I think that's an upgrade from what they had last year, with, which they had George Hill and, and Bloodsoe, which I think, you know, they handled that. And then we downgraded. You know, we downgraded because we thought we were going to get Oladipo and he was going to be somebody. You you thankfully got Deadman because he's the one guy who can, like, get rebounds for you. And he's actually been playing pretty decent in this, um, in this series. But based on what I've seen from the Heat, they definitely need uh, an upgrade from next season. Jimmy Butler, to be honest, is the only real superstar in this team. Let's be honest. Yep. Bam is a good player, like you said, you know, but he is not that player that is a superstar. He's he's one of those players that can give you great games, give you double doubles. He's like a double double machine. He'll give you rebounds and he'll may give you at least ten points a game, which is a player that you need on on your team. But he's not a superstar. Exactly. He's just not a superstar like Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler. Is giving you everything that he can give, and if he had another superstar on the team, because what I've been seeing in these playoffs, Wes, is that superstars reign, reign supreme. You know, Kawhi. we got one superstar compared to all these other teams that got more than one. The only other one other team that's winning right now that has basically one superstar is Atlanta with Trey Young. You know. Uh, Trey Young is pretty much the only superstar on that team, and he looks like they gonna go to the next round. Is he a superstar? Mm, I, would, yeah, I, would I would say, say so. I would say a if you talk about yeah. point guards, you yeah. know. But but going back to the Heat, you know, right now, my 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 whole problem with the Heat right now, you know, and and I agree with everything that you're saying. My whole problem is, it's like we have that that fight is already gone you know i'm I, I i'm not I, I don't have no problem losing i just have a problem losing the way we losing that's right because because tell me because i didn't see most of the games i mean i saw highlights here and there i've been watching the scores obviously i've just been really busy at work you know with spring football in the, in the high school uh football scene down here in south florida 
But I want to ask you, Wes, like, just tell me what you saw, because I have yet to see a game from the beginning to the end, which is odd. Uh, well, to be honest with you, like the Miami Heat start off slow. You know, um, the problem with them is rather than shooting the two, they they be right under the rim and they kick it out to shoot a three and they missing the threes. You know, if I'm like, why are you doing that early? I mean, at the end of the day, like I understand that we got Duncan Robinson. You know, we got we got shooters on our team. You know, something that bad. I'm not bad, but Whiteside was saying, you know, I need some shooters. Right. You know what I'm saying? It seemed like we had some shooters, but these shooters wind up being big in the bubble. And, 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 and it, it, for me, it, it is seeming like lightning in a bottle because at the end of the day. So you think we're a lightning in a bottle? I'm not saying the heat is lightning in the bottle. Those oh. players, Duncan Robinson, you know, uh, uh, um, Tyler Hero, you know, like it seems like when the, when, the, when the light done hits you and everybody's talking about you, you're not consistent let no me, more. Let me ask you, is it just that they're not making shots, though? Because if they were making the shots, we'd be singing a different story, right? Not not even because my whole thing is, remember my argument last time when we had the podcast was, yo, I don't mind you being one of these elite scorers, but our culture is defense. And if you're always a liability on defense, if your offense is not dropping, if you're shooting the ball, because, you know, that's what they say about shooters. Shooters going to keep shooting till they, make it, till they make it. But if you have no defense, then ultimately the day that your offense is off, which you're human, what are you giving? What are you giving me? You're giving me someone on the other team that's going to the free throw. I feel you on that, especially with, with Tyler Hero. But I, I, I think – Duncan Robinson has actually been playing a lot better on defense, to be honest. You know, like he does what he can. And I think I used to think that before the last you know month or so. But I feel he is actually playing better defense than um, than before, you know. Um, but Dragic is, is, you know, he doesn't really give you a lot on defense. Ariza doesn't give you a lot scoring the ball, you know. And we need just more offense. We need some buckets to go down. It was banned with a bucket. We need offense and defense, and we need a better uh, way of playing the actual game. And playing the game is being transition um, offense, transition defense, consistently going to the rim. When you got an open three, cool, make the three. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right That's, on cue, misses and, and, a three. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so so that is our problem with the Heat. You know, we got to be aggressive right now. It's, it it, it looked like we were middle school um, or, no, we're high school um, basketball players playing yeah. against uh, um, college athletes or college athletes playing against the NBA. We yeah. have not been looking consistent. We need to go ahead and, and show – Brooke Lopez, a guy that always gives the Heat a problem, and, and when we play him, when he was with Brooklyn, we, he he gave us a problem. If it's not him, it was his twin brother. You know, yeah. they always give us a but problem. Last season, we took care of Brooke Lopez. Yeah, yeah uh, again because he fouled out of the game. 
I remember he fouled out of the game, but he consistently made shots. Look at that. Again, of course, yeah. you know, you got someone that, that you're supposed to get the rebound, but but you over here looking in out of space well, and when you're supposed to be trying to let's, get the let's, rebound. Let's tell the audience we're actually here watching the the beginning of yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the yeah, well, we, game number just, four. Just like we said in the open, we're watching the uh, Heat game, game four against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we'll be watching this this game throughout the podcast and just kind of commenting on what we see. You know what I wanted to ask you guys? Um, how much do you blame coaching? Because I've heard you guys talk about Jimmy, you talk about Bam, you talk about Tyler. How much do you guys blame because Eric Spolstra, you know, he gets the praise when oh, we're no, doing no. good. But so I think coaching, coaching. coaching gets 50%. Right. 50% of the actual uh, uh, um, blame. Because, like I said, you know, you got bar missed for someone that everyone felt like we 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 were one of the. They called him the Godfather, the Don, you know, because he done made that actual uh, um signing uh in the trading deadline. You know, we got Oladipo and yeah. everything like that. Now we know Oladipo is injured, but again. I would be yelling at my players like, "Yo, what the hell are you doing?" Or, "Bam, yeah, I know you. I'm paying you these this bread, but but Bar Mitzvah would have been in the game because he's definitely giving me uh, what I want from him." Bam is just looking around, looking like he's bewildered, like he's lost his dog, and he's trying to find something. But Bar, no. Bar Mitzvah can't really defend either, though, and I think that's why he doesn't get minutes. But he's giving you offense, and at the end of the day, I understand what he's you just said. Offense, but what we just yeah. said about Duncan Robinson, he's gonna give you offense, but he's not gonna give you defense. No, he's gonna give you some defense. Like he's gonna give I you think something. Duncan Robinson is a better defender than than Bar Mitzvah. Of Fire course me. I understand that, but Duncan Robinson hasn't been showing like Tyler Hero. Bar Mitzvah, he done, he he looking like Steph Curry out here, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, come I on. heard on the radio he was hitting it from like thirty feet. You know? So so the Heat need to go ahead and when we when we when we get the ball, we need to score. We need to score to get you feel me? Look come what you doing. Come on, man. Dumb shit. You feel me? Again, this is what the Heat is doing. Like I said, you know? Bam is not a real superstar. He's a great player. Thank you, Ariza. He deserves a start. Ariza just shot a three. That Heat is up ten to six. You know, finally we're we're up in the game. Yeah, he deserves and we're not, a start. We're not trying to come back. He deserves a start, but Bam just doesn't have that bully ball mentality in him because like, he's acting like a bitch. <laughs> It's the crowd. It's everything. It can't be the crowd, no, man. If you got that, somebody, nah. if you got somebody cheering behind you on anything in it's life, the pressure. isn't that a better thing? And then like some, but something that you know that is trying to defeat you, they like, nah, we gonna, you know, we're not about that. So speaking of that, that kind of transitions to our, our next topic, which is basically fans, man. Because I know we're all fans here. Loyalty. Um. You know, because we're sports fans, we're doing a sports podcast. Obviously, Lord we're a fan of sports, you know, and you already see the teams that we're rolling with is home team all day here in Dade yeah, County. No, we only missing the Panthers, you know, and uh, shout out to the Panthers. You know, they they had a they had a great season and, um, you know, unfortunately, it came to an end. Unfortunately, it did come to an end, you know, but but. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit later, but I just want to talk about being a fan because I know we all sports fans here, myself, Wes, Chris on the production side, and when we go to a game, there's there's some obscenities that are also 
that are heard all the time and lately fans have been getting in the news because you seen the one dude that that threw uh popcorn on Score. westbrook man that was crazy man like westbrook we already said in previous podcasts he's one of our favorite players of all time hurt his ankle in the game in a playoff game against the philadelphia 76ers and while he's walking off the court a fan has the audacity to throw some popcorn on the man in the and- tunnel yeah, it's crazy. And he said in the press conference afterwards, like, yo, if he did, it, he would never do that to me if I was just right here in the streets. Oh, it's, nah. it's unfair for fans to really kind of think they have authority to throw things or spit on people. There was there was actually a fan that spit on Trey Young. Uh, uh, Trash. You know, one of the best players for or the best player for the Atlanta Hawks while he was inbounding the ball right in front of 50 Cent. It was crazy. Like, why? Like, come on, man. Like, stuff like that is uncalled for. If you're a fan and you do that, you need to be, you know, six feet under a jail because that is just, these are people, too. These are not video game characters or whatnot. (laughs) You know, these are real people. And these people, if they saw you in the streets and you did something like that, you wouldn't be happy with the results because they're probably going to beat you down or curse you out or have you arrested. Yeah. One of the three. So fans these days have been saying F you. Uh, um, Boston fans last night were saying F you to Kyrie. Um, and even John Morant playing against Utah was getting like some backlash from his family. Like they was coming after his family on social media. Like I think fans... They they really go computer gangsters, you know, crazy when it comes to their teams, and I understand it, and I feel that, and I'm one of them. I hear you, but at the same time, you got to realize these are people, and they got families, and there's no they're working hard to try to do the best that they can. Of course, they can handle talk, cause you know I actually heard uh, Metal Raw piece on the um. On, on a podcast, on either it was a podcast or you talking about on the, the guy radio. that whooped the fans for, rent, for, yeah. for doing some green shit yeah, like that? Yeah, Metal Royal Peace, a.k.a. Ron Artest, ran up into the stands and confronted a fan. Mm-hmm. And, they you know, it's it's the big old brawl, the malice in the palace. If you ain't seen it and you're young, you never seen that. You need to go Just watch Google that. Just Google that on YouTube. You'll see the whole thing. Jermaine O'Neal was, was fighting Steven in that, Jackson. too. Steven Jackson fighting fans. It's crazy. But that's when things uh, go wrong because, you know, you don't want a situation like that where you got an athlete who's obviously going to beat you down if you're not an athlete (laughs) for the most part um, coming to the stands and put his hands on you, you know? So you don't want a situation like that to happen. So I think fans definitely take it way too far. And they need to be arrested and banned and suspended and all of that. Going back to what Westbrook said, you know, if we was on the streets, you definitely wouldn't be doing that. And that's just being real, you know. Same thing with 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 me saying, you know, when when you was actually saying everything, like you got computer gangsters, you know, they they feel like they can say whatever they want. We're never gonna see each other, this, that, and the other. But you know. Again, at the end of the day, you know, you should be able to say what you want. For real. You should be able to say what you want. But, again, you should be 
ready and willing for that reaction. Yeah. Whichever way it goes, positive or negative. Most likely it's going to go negative. But if you throw popcorn at me, don't be surprised if you would have had that Ron Artest part two. Right. You know, you see how they was holding him in the tunnel, you know, and, and of course they said that they, um, you know, removed the fan, you know, and they took his season tickets away for indefinitely, I guess, for life or whatever like that. But again, it goes back to what Westbrook was saying. Like, you ain't going to do that if, if it was just me and you. You know, ain't no cameras. You know, because you probably would do that if you had someone recording because, you know, I, I'm worth millions and millions of dollars and there's going to be a lawsuit coming sometime soon. You know, you got your ass whooped, but you got some bread off me too. You know, so I lose again, you know, because I had to give you that money. But 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 if there's no cameras, it's just me and you, you know, I don't think a lot of these fans would be saying or doing the shit that they actually do, saying these racist things, calling people monkeys, you know, all type of different things. So, all right. I got I to gotta uh, ask y'all as fans, y'all, we've been to basketball games, we've been to football games, we watched the Heat play, the Dolphins, the, Mar you know, the Marlins, the Panthers, what have you. Uh, what's the worst thing that you've screamed out as a fan? I don't care if you were in row 300 or you were in <laughs> row one. What's the worst thing you've, like, screamed out or, like, you know, anything disrespectfully to, to another team? Well, me, I probably said that you was trash or, or you know, um, it, or you suck. But if I'm talking to my homeboy, that's, oh, oh you garbage, ass. you know. You suck. You suck, feel me? LeBron. You feel me? But, again, yeah, you know, <laughs> suck LeBron. That's a classic. Or LeBrick, LeBrick, or you anything know? like that. But if I'm at the game with, with, with you or Marcus, um, I'm probably going to be like, this bitch ass in, you feel me? This in garbage is, is F, you feel me? Anything like that. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to like, you a garbage ass in, you know, you a bitch ass in you feel me like right. every time you you when it comes to the moment you you turn to a bitch what about right, right. that that's kind of the farthest i would go like but i chant. won't say it to but the like players. Now, it's a good chant nowadays though like i would be like probably inclined to be like oh tight ass shorts you got on you know <laughs> just just to kind of get get in their head because if somebody say that to me i'm gonna be like what yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you said <laughs> you know that's kind of kind of get off my game since i'm older now and i wouldn't you know it's a good chant i know Marcus, out Marcus, uh, you said you like like i used to oh, you're good part of a chant? good chant right you're part of yeah. a good chant yeah but like we um Brian was with me, uh, Chris' brother. We was at this uh, Dolphins game. They were playing the Cardinals. This was the year that they had uh, A.J. Feely oh. and, like, um, Jay Fiedler, oh right? Oh, my God. So I believe the situation was where Jay Fiedler started, right? And then they changed to A.J. Feely, and A.J. Feely started being garbage, you know? And then at the time, bro, Arizona and us were the worst teams in the league. I remember that much. We were two worst teams in the league. And I was just like, damn. I was like, you know what, man? I, I couldn't take it anymore, man. So I started a chant who, uh, for the head coach, who at the time was Dave Wanstead. So I was like, fire Wanstead. <laughs> fire Wanstead. <laughs> Next thing you know, the whole section was doing it. And then the whole fucking uh, half of the stadium was doing fire Wanstead. I was like, yo, we just started a chant. The next day, that dude got fired, bro. The next Damn. day he got fired. Damn. Like so to this day I feel like okay. It was your fault. We we 
<laughs> we fired Ronstead, man. Like we fired Dave Ronstead. He was that was those days. He was running Ricky Williams into the ground, running like you know, running him thirty times a game. Chat, so Ricky he had Ryan. to smoke weed to like be to re- really reflect on life because he was taking too many blows into the head, and they were not having those concussion type of protocols in those days. By the way, so so yeah, I would say pr- that's probably like the worst. Uh, chant uh, or thing that I said at a game that actually resulted into something. But, yeah, I don't really go too far with these players, you know, calling them a B-I-T-C-H or talking about their moms or anything oh, nah. like that or they lady. You nah, deserve that man. pressure that's like, coming to you. <laughs> nah, because if somebody did that to me, then I want to fight them. So I wouldn't say any th- anything to me if I was in that situation where I was wouldn't feel like I wanted to fight somebody. Yeah. yeah, I think the old, I think the older you get, the more you kind of like just calm down. Because when, when I was younger, you would say like a little bit more disrespectful. And as you grow up, you're like, oh, there's kids around, and um, I, I hear you. But <laughs> you, you, sometimes, like in the moment, man, I'd be like, man, I ain't worried about the fucking kids being here. Cause I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Look one time I'm gonna be real. Dead man with that yeah, yeah, dead man with the putback. But I'm trying to say he's been the one that's really playing. You got. I went to a future concert, right? You know, it was Future and Drake. You feel know I me? Mean? Like, I think summer summer sixteen um, yeah. tour, something like that. Summer sixteen. That's when. I, that's when I met my wife. I always so, remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Boom. So I wind up, you know, going to the game. It was me and my wife, and you know, we had like a kid in front of us with his dad. You know, Caucasian um, kid with his dad, and guess what happened? Everybody in there was smoking trees. Everybody was smoking trees, right? And I couldn't believe it because I'm like, yo, like if you was a parent that took your kid to this concert, how would you be feeling like everybody around you, be in front of you, next to you, behind you smoking trees? They do not give a F about your kid. You know what I'm saying? Concerts, so that's how I feel. Concerts so are different though. Huh? Like, concerts are different. Like if you go to enough concerts, you realize like, there's a lot of people who vibe out. They smoking weed, so you, you might, you know, you might. This was at the Triple A. <laughs> you talking about? Inside, inside. It's inside of the Triple A. What the hell are you talking oh, about? <laughs> what you know, like it's a you, future you, concert, you, 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 you would think that hell no. We at we at Heat Stadium. They they they're definitely not allowing no smoking in here. No, nah, it was fogged down. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying? The same thing for me. I I went to a concert at Juicy J and uh, we we was Khalifa concert at okay. the Miami Hurricanes. Was Khalifa Juicy J? Yeah, and the at the Miami Hurricanes basketball they, stadium. Oh, that's basketball. basketball Mine's arena. a Kodak Black. Yeah, they burning it down. They was burning it down in there. Of course. And I'm like, <laughs> what all, the all hell? Yeah, concerts even when they're inside, people are going to be smoking. So ultimately, when it comes down to it, and I paid my money for the fan, hey, it is what it is. Yo, I know that your kid, me cursing right now is the first time, not the first and the last time that they're going to hear somebody cursing. I paid my money to exert this energy. So right now, you see why the heat is winning right now. If I was actually at the stadium, I would have been going crazy, not giving an F. About who the hell is around me? Cause yeah. I paid this damn money. You feel yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but you know what atmosphere was been really good What's lately that? is the New York Knicks atmosphere. Uh, you know, the Knicks like, I'm not gonna lie because I'm not a Knicks fan at, at all. I'm a Heat fan. Obviously, you see the hat. You're 
you see the pendant up there that that's holding on <laughs> you know what i'm saying uh so you already know what it is when they was beefing with the heat in the 90s i hated the knicks for the passion like do. like Allen Houston and Latrell Spirell and Charlie Ward when PJ Brown flipped him over and and uh uh Alonzo Mourning fighting with uh who was he fighting with? I think it was I think it was Larry Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fighting fight with Larry <laughs> Yeah, with Mourning on his leg. <laughs> so you already know I hate the Knicks and, and I'm not a really big fan of New York, although I used to live there when I was young, although I was still born in he the crib. He came to the real side. I was born in the crib, so I just wanna let y'all, you know, people are gonna be like, Oh, you know, this guy's not even born in the crib, but I was born in the crib. Exactly. North Shore Hospital, just so you know, right there on 95th, right by Central. Okay, okay. And, and then moved to New York, and then I came back. Because uh, he knew what it was. You know, well, you know, parents, whatever. You know, they just be moving and shit. And, you know, you already know how it go. Uh, but, yeah. But, yeah, the, I'm, I'm not really a fan of New York or the Knicks really I am a fan of the Giants I will I did say that before just because that was the first football team I remember as a kid rooting for so I root for the Giants and the fact that they stopped the Patriots to to um eclipse the Miami Dolphins winning streak just made me love them even more of course you know so so yeah, I'm just not a fan of the Knicks but that that atmosphere was crazy you know even the heat atmosphere is nice too because I'm just like when I listen to the ra- listen to the radio for the Heat game on my way from a spring game, spring high school football game, I was like, yo, the the crowd is 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 juiced up right now because they were counting down Giannis because Giannis is infamous for taking too long for the free throws. You know, after ten seconds, you you have to call a violation. He takes way more than that, and for some reason, the refs don't call it. So the Heat fan true and true started counting down the whole crowd at the triple a started counting down one two three once they get to 10 they're like yo why are you not calling the foul so you know we always get a lot of hate for for the heat fan or, or for the miami fan so i just want to say you know we are still in it with, with our team and we was down by 30 at the time let me let me ask. We you. up by eight right now. First quarter, three seventeen left. Oh, yeah. Come on, hero nice. man, make the shot. Thank you. There we go. Let, let me ask you guys about. We're talking about fans. We talked about the Knicks. Now I was reading that um, New York, the New York Knicks, if they make it to the second round, they're going to impose a vaccine requirement for fans to attend. So you could only attend the game if you got the vaccine. So. I kind of want to ask y'all, what do y'all think about that? Is that a good thing? Is it discriminatory against people who hell don't? Hell yeah, it's discriminatory. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, hell yeah, it's discriminatory. You are, you are well within your right to not take a vaccine if you don't feel like that is the right thing for you. There's been already complications with plenty of people who, who took the vaccines. And if you are in your God-given right to decline the vaccine at, at any point. And because of that, you're going to be denied going to see your favorite team. I, I think it's it's terrible. I don't think they're making it to the second round anyway. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? Because apparently this will be imposing the second round. But 
yeah, I think it's a it's a garbage rule and it's un-American. Yeah, definitely. You know, so you know that's that's just a start. You know, and then they're gonna be like, oh, if you're not white or black, it's gonna go back to back in the G. Or if you don't have this religion, then you can't go to the game. Oh, if you don't have this computer chip in you, you know, the sign of the beast, then you then you can't go ahead and shop over here or or go ahead and 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 and, and go to this game. So again, you know, of course, it's always gotta be the garbage ass nicks that come up with these stupid ass rules it's yeah. the same owner that nobody Garbage. likes you know charles oakley to the latre on uh, latrell spreewells none of them like the owner patrick you ewing. know patrick ewing you know so so you know you know um, yeah james dolan exactly all these Fuck all these both. former knicks do not <laughs> like the owner they may not say it publicly but they do not like the the knicks and, and, and ultimately for me you know i look at that as a slap in the face as being American because at the end of the day, then what's the point of HIPAA laws? What's the point of HIPAA laws? Because HIPAA laws, I, I, it's not, I don't need to tell you my medical history. And COVID vaccine is medical, right? So I could go ahead and say I took the vaccine and I ain't take shit. What who? Yeah. Who are you? So I got to give you my medical history to say I took the shot. That's you a know, great point. and you might as well just go ahead and dissolve HIPAA laws if you're gonna go ahead and have this because at the end of the day, how can you prove I I, I didn't take the vaccine? What you're gonna go ahead and take the temperature or you're gonna take the COVID test? I could be someone that didn't have COVID and and, and I'm cleared again when you took the COVID test on me before i went to the second round which i don't think that you're gonna go ahead and do but that's another story still regardless of the fact it always takes stupid people in this world in a leadership role you know that probably got money inherited or anything like that that feel like they can go ahead and pose laws or impose their will on the general public and it's gonna take me it's going to take you. It's going to take other woke Americans that's not going to go ahead and allow this. But regardless of the fact, we don't need to worry about it because the garbage-ass Knicks is not making it past the sec to the second round against yeah. the Atlanta Hawks. So yeah, and, and, and I just want to comment on the Knicks because and just really poo-poo on them because people from New York, there's a lot of Knicks fans, and they annoying just like Jet fans. You know, think that their team is really good and they've really been garbage for the past 30 years. And the Knicks are a team that was not in the bubble last season. So they haven't been playing for, what, nine months until the season started? The season mm -hmm. started, like, in December. They stopped their season, like, this time, last season. So they had all that time to rest. And you got Julius Randle, who is the most improved player. You better be most improved. You had all that time to rest. Come on, man. Like, speaking of uh, teams w w uh, with no superstars, that's another team without a superstar. And that's why I feel like they're not going to move on to the next round because Trey Young is a superstar and Julius Randle is not a superstar. He's a good player, you know, He's on the level. Maybe he's just under Bam Adebayo, but he is not a team that's going to advance that team that's to the giving, next to the next round. That's not giving Bam good, 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 good looks. You feel me? Because you know Julius Randle. You know you can say this, that, and the other, but I know what I see. What I see with him, 
I see someone that actually is not that great, that got paid a lot of money during the bubble, you know, because you wind up looking a little better than average. Same thing like Kelly Olenek, same thing like Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is looking like Julius Randle. Julius Randle hasn't been showing up in the playoffs. You know, it's been Derrick Rose that's been actually, you know, holding that team up, even though I don't like the Knicks and I don't like Derrick Rose because he came from Chicago, so I still don't like him. But regardless <laughs> of the fact, you know, I'm looking at the big picture when you come to the Miami Heat, whereas we paid Bam Adebayo all this money, and he's not being aggressive, something that Jimmy Butler want, went ahead and gave him fits about during yeah, the regular Dragic, season. Dragic's been saying that too. He Dra- said oh, the same Dragic's thing this also. week. He was like, yeah, Bam needs to be more aggressive. Exactly. And he's so you doing... got the two leaders on the team that's saying that, but Bam is not producing. Exactly. So in regards to Bam Adebayo, you know, he need a, he he's the one that really needs to – to step his game up because everybody know what you're getting from Jimmy Butler. He's going to make everybody else better, you know, because we were nobodies before uh, um, Jimmy came. You know, Bam was on the team, and, and and Bam was not uplifting the heat like the the, the – the, the the best player. You see how he just got the ball and he wind up he passed passing up the it shot. back. Like what is wrong with you? You shot. had it in transition and you stopped. Or trying like, to make I, a move in the paint. You're I don't know in the what paint. are you doing? Like draw the foul, do something, and you don't even like. Are you scared of uh, of your fellow African uh, uh, um, Giannis? <laughs> like what is what are you doing? You know Giannis is going to the free throw line. Look what he's doing right now. You know. You know, he's and, being more aggressive. He's being more aggressive, and, 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 and that league is dwindling right now. You know, it's the fourth on fourth first quarter, oh, that and was we, a bad shot, bad shot. Look at that garbage. That you was know, a bad this is what oh, the Miami was, Heat is doing right quarter, now. In so the first quarter, you had on on, on on Eagle Dollar shot a reckless three. Twenty six, twenty two. Miami you know, Heat is still winning. After it feels good quarter. right now to do the podcast while we're winning because I guarantee you, if we was doing this podcast and we were looking how we were looking before you know <laughs> you probably would have had a different podcast because you know it's loyalty over here and you All see day. the miami heat is right in the middle now now um it's just it's, it's just for me it just sucks to see the miami heat in this situation fighting for their lives you know and, and you know if we win one game cool but 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 i want to win I, I i wanted to go game seven you know, I wanted to go game seven. And if we go game seven and, and you know, it's it the don't matter, evening, It don't matter, Down, You got it, a championship hat and you it, over here it, being. It don't, it you don't can't matter. get that negative energy well, over here. And they're like, what's going on over here? Yeah, I mean, it, it, if they make it to game six, I'll be happy. And they don't need to make it game seven because it, it'll be better than what we did to you last year. Because last year we took them out in five games. See, but you over here thinking we're going to lose. I'm still over here thinking we're going to win. Look like, come on, you got the championship hat. You over here like uh, game That's six. why I got to wear it, just in case people just, you know, get it confused uh, on what's nah, coming out my mouth. Seven, <laughs> gotta go game seven. Gotta go game seven, man. You know, Shit. like me, of course, like if I said. If it goes game seven, I think we have a chance to win. Course, you but know, I don't think it's going to game seven, but we'll see. I well, hope West so. Jodamus I say hope that we're gonna win. I this hope game. West Jamas is right, man. I right. hope this is one of those Let's moments. Go. I see us Let's in the go. second round, though. Let's uh, let, <laughs> let, let me let me talk about like, all right, we're watching this on TNT, right? So, mm-hmm. the last game that I watched, fan duel, right? So, gambling has been legalized in America for a few years now, right? Okay, but it hasn't really been in some states, in, in some states, some or in states. Some I think states. it's been oh, okay, but. Now it's like 
it's all over the place. Like they were they were even talking about it on inside the NBA. Like Charles Barkley was giving like the over under and the and the line. Yeah. So I kind of want to talk about. Uh, I know Marcus is, knows more about this than than we do. So I want to know like your opinion on like what's going on. Have you ever did you ever think you would see this day? Absolutely not. I mean, the first real bet that I put on uh, big money on where uh, the spread was involved was was actually the Super Bowl with uh carolina and the patriots okay um but i went with the patriots and i won on the spread because it was three and a half and he just won because i believe they won by three uh the patriots did so i went with carolina to to win uh to cover the spread so yeah back in those days there's no way in hell i thought that we would see spreads all the time like when i pull up on my phone on espn i see the the game score and I see the spread on there. You know, that's something I would never see 10 years ago. I think gambling is something that will continue to grow because obviously it makes money. Mm-hmm. It's something that people like doing, whether they have it or not, which is unresponsible gambling if you're doing it when you don't have it to bet like that. But if you have it, you know, it, it is what it is. If that's what you need to get a thrill with a game i know i know a lot of people who will not watch a game that doesn't evolve their team unless they're betting on it you know most of the time you will bet with a spread and a spread is basically like in this game i actually don't know what the spread is on this game but let's just say it's milwaukee has to win by three points you know that would be totally broadcast on every website you pull up now and i never thought we'd be in a situation like that there are actual shows like sports shows that are particularly about gambling and what you should bet on there's a radio show that i listen to called straight out of vegas okay where obviously it's been legal in vegas for forever (laughs) but you know straight out of vegas they particularly talk about all kinds of bets that you can make and they go into it in depth there was one point in my life where i thought like you know what maybe i should just move to vegas and just be one of these stats guys (laughs) yeah because they make good bread and just be one of these stats guys who who people will pay to consult with what's the dumb to make bets so it's definitely big business i I know the nfl is going to continue to move forward with it uh fan duel is a fantasy football sports site that kind of uh i got a FanDuel account i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> you know but i haven't been on FanDuel for a while but you can just put in like a dollar bet you can bet on a quarter you can bet on the the entire season as far as how many wins a, you think a team will get you can bet if a if a if a team's gonna win a championship and those are low money say say you say you bet the heat are gonna win a championship Let's just say it's it's plus uh plus ten thousand. Meaning if you if you bet a hundred dollars, you get a hundred times ten thousand. Like something like that, for example. Obviously the odds are really bad for a team like that right now, but if that somehow happened, that's how much money you would make. You know, hypothetically. So that's why it's big business because people be like, Okay, yeah, I'll just throw ten dollars on it, see what happens, or I just throw twenty dollars, see what happens, because the end result could be big, you know, for you. And for people who are like, fuck it, I could just lose $10. It's nothing to me. And mm-hmm. I get to watch a game 
with more motivation behind it, you know, rather than just watching a game, just like seeing who wins. So gambling, yeah, definitely is something that uh, I'm kind of shocked that it is, it's, it's blown up to the level that it has. But at the same time, I'm not because money rules all, you know, money, money and greed rules everything when yeah, it comes to uh, business. I, I I agree, you know. I mean, I, I didn't ever think that, you know, they would have made gambling legal, of course, because, like, look what baseball has been doing to Pete Rose for the longest, someone that they feel like been, you know, gambling on his own games that he was actually playing, you know. But I guess they feel like he probably was losing games, you know, on purpose yeah. or, you know, I'm not sure. And, you know, he was yeah. rigging certain games, you know, and – uh, it's crazy how, you know, right now, you know, I look at how what you're saying, you know, it's everywhere. You know, they're, you know, they're going to put the score on uh, on the actual Bleach Report, any of these platforms, and they're going to actually have the point spread as well, you know. So, um, you know, um, certain people like, you know, Pete Rose, I feel like, should be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Know, I totally in regards, agree. In regards to the NFL, the NBA, any, any other sport i feel like you know um now you can go ahead and say that they can be the new pete roses and uh, of the nfl now of yeah. the nba now you know it's just like this movie that i seen a long time ago i don't know if y'all seen this blue chip you know you had yeah, shaquille o'neal yeah you had yeah. Shaq in there and everything <laughs> like that and you had the head coach you wind up seeing um one of his players i think i think even penny hardaway was even in that game also i'm not sure in that movie but 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 nick nolte you know it shows you know (laughs) how how you know if someone actually get um um kind of like you know into that you know as a player you know how how the money can be bigger than the actual game you know so so you know i look at the situation and i'm like yeah i don't mind you know, I don't mind them actually gambling, but if, 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 you know, they have the dark side of whatever, you know, like they have the dark side of the ring with the WWE, you know, when it comes to the dark side of the, the sport, NFL, NHL, you know, any of these actual sports, you know, can any of these players get um, compromised and actually wind up, you know, losing games on purpose? Or missing shots on purpose. This is something that I'm feeling about the Miami Heat right now. You know, <laughs> the last few games, like they're not giving no effort. You know, going back to that 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 movie I was saying, the blue chip. Um, you know, like how he he noticed one of his players, you know, actually wasn't doing what he was supposed to doing. And you wouldn't notice it during the game because it's so fast. Yeah. But but when you look at the replays and certain things like that, you see how you know your player gave up certain things, and you know. Of course, he confronted his actual player, and his his player confirmed that he actually, you know, did give up. You ever seen Two for the Money? Uh, Two for the did. Money is a, is another good movie when it comes to sports gambling. It's with uh, Al Pacino and uh, Matthew McConaughey. I think I did. That's the one. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a pretty good movie. But like as far as sports gambling, you really kind of feel like what it's like because basically what he is is is. He gives advice to people on what games to uh, bet on, and some some of these people they're betting their whole life, they're betting their rent and all like all like that, and then they come after him. It's a pretty decent movie, man. Matthew McConaughey actually pretty decent, and of course Al Pacino, you already know 
what kind of quality you get in there. But of course, yeah. So that that that's another Eagle movie Dollar when it comes three. to uh, gambling that really gives you the insight of what what gambling is really like. Gambling is very dangerous. I do want to say, um, you know, for for people who don't have it under control. Um, so Jordan, you know. <laughs> So, you know, just don't bet what you don't got. If you if you are okay with throwing a twenty dollars, whatever money bracket you in, if a hundred dollars is like twenty dollars to you, then bet a hundred dollars. If five hundred dollars is like twenty dollars to you, then bet that money. You know, it's really about that's you know, kind of what I'll be doing when I go it. to the casino with wifey. You know, yeah. like, you know, I I leave with a certain amount of money. And if I lose this, I don't mind me losing it. You yeah. feel I me? Mean? Because this is what I was playing with. Of course, I want to go ahead and go to the casino and win because I don't know what the hell I'm doing anyways. That's why I'm on the slot machines, just pressing buttons and hoping that I win. You know, but but other than that, you know, my wife, she tends to always win. I tend to always lose. But again, that's the, um, the, the positive of being married to somebody. She gives me half. You yeah. know, regardless of the fact that I do vice versa, but I normally lose, so I have no chance to actually <laughs> give half. But again, what um, do you play? I play the slot machines. Oh, okay. You know, and I don't know what the hell I'm pressing. I just press any button. <laughs> 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 you know, and if I win, I win. You know, yeah. I don't know if she grasps it better than me, but I'm um, still, regardless of the fact, going back to what um um Chris was saying, I'm gonna go ahead and I what would, you was saying. I would play blackjack. That, that's the only thing I would play because I feel like I have some kind of. The strategy involved See, I don't you know, know. Th- yeah i play blackjack I'm not, I'm not a gambler you feel me every time yeah. i gamble i lose but when i give people advice they win so that's why they call me western dominance because i normally <laughs> lose when i bet personally but when i give anyone else advice they normally win but yeah. regardless of the fact you know um that's what going back to what you were saying and what chris was saying you know bet what you have you know if it's ten dollars if it's fifty dollars if it's a hundred dollars or even five hundred dollars bet what you can go ahead and um lose no sleep um if you actually lose so. right exactly let's talk let's talk a little bit about the panthers oh yeah uh, uh like i said in, in the opening of this uh podcast that it's one of the saddest weeks in um you know uh south florida sports history because the panthers did get eliminated although they had a great season and i i do want to say that they had one of the seasons that they haven't had in the past see but where they're always kind of sneaking in or back and door into the playoffs see, see but piggybacking off what you're saying i feel like it was a fucking um a, a fluke or that's why they hate florida Miami period because how we wind up having a number one or number two record in the NHL and we play the actual defending defending champs and they have a great (laughs) record also like if we're gonna play them it would probably been in the championship or the uh, division um to get to the championship but how are we playing them first that's how you know they hate our weather they hate our beaches. They hate <laughs> our women because it makes no but, sense for but Tampa us. Tampa is like kind of the same though. It's kind of the same. See, but still, regardless well, of that, not how, the they, same, how we play each other. Tampa's definitely not like Miami. I didn't mean that. How do we play <laughs> each other? It doesn't make any sense. We're number close. one or number two in the league with our record, and we play that caliber of a team. It doesn't even make any sense, you know. And then I heard on on the radio they're like, oh, because of COVID. That's they changed the the normal brackets and they made it this way. Another unfair thing that would happen to our weather, our beaches, our fans. You feel what I'm saying? So it is what it is. It was a yeah. disappointment. You know, I seen one of the games and I'm like, 
um, is it my fault that they're losing? Because I normally <laughs> don't even watch them play, and, and, and they win. And then when I finally watch them, they're losing, you know? So, so yeah. I, you know, I changed the channel, and they scored a point, you know? Yeah, they so, were just up against a really good team, and, you know, their goaltending was, was awful with, with the first two guys that they used. But fortunately, they also have a rookie in Spencer Knight, who is basically a 20-year-old who uh, was stepped in as a goaltender and got you another win. Now, I think he was better than the other uh, goaltenders, so it seems like you have a player in the future. So, like, he's one of those players who is young who and stepped up in a, in a, big, in a big game playoff situation similar to, like, a Dwayne Wade or similar to, like, a Miguel Cabrera. So he's, I think he has potential to be one of those greats based on how he started because he's the first goaltender in That's history to, um, to do what he did since Martin Brodeur, uh, who, is one, who is a Hall of Fame a goaltender. He's one of the best goaltenders to ever play. So I think the future is bright, and this season was different. Like I know y'all don't really watch ho- hockey like that, but this st- season was different from other seasons where we were – we had one of the best regular seasons, and I think they're on the right track. You know, now I feel like I could believe in this team. Like, it, I feel like those hockey playoff games finally had some energy behind them. Because when I was watching hockey playoff seasons in the past, there was no energy in that building. They were acting like, oh, they were just chilling somewhere on a Saturday night, you know, type of thing. Like, oh, there's a hockey game. Oh, the Panthers in the playoffs? Like a All picnic. Right, let's take the family. Yeah, <laughs> you know, picnic. but this time they was like, oh, we were actually really good. Let's cheer for these guys. We might have a chance to win it, win the Stanley Cup. So I think the future is bright for them, and it's just a disappointing uh, that they went out in the in the manner that they did. But I'm hearing what you're saying about the goalie. You know, that's a good thing, but it's a bad thing because we don't paid, you know, the um, the other it? goalie that we yeah had. all this money for like four or five years. Yeah, he I signed know. to that contract, and you know the the person that you're you know praising right now on our show is a rookie. You right. know, someone now just playing at Boston College last year. Right. You know, so, so you know, that's a dilemma for us because, you know, I, I don't know hockey too much, but I do know hockey, like, you have to have one solid goalie. Yeah. It can't be, you know, one, ga- one, day, one ga- um, game is this goalie, yeah. one game is that um, goalie. It's the same like the Miami Dolphins. That's why they got rid of Fitzpatrick because, yo – you know, we we got two over here, and he's supposed to be the next coming, and he's he's gonna be uneasy if we have someone like you of your caliber, right? That you know, you know, right behind his shoulder. So you right. know, again, it it was a good thing that we wind up um making the playoffs. Unfortunately, you know, they snubbed us again and made us play to the defending champions. You know, because of COVID and this bracket, right? Exactly. But 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 still, regardless of the fact. You know, um, I, I I do see I do see me going to a, a hockey game. You know, in the near future. You know, um, but yeah, you you talked about Tua, so that that's a perfect transition to, uh, to Tua. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, as yeah. far as like, I feel what you're saying. Like when you don't have one quarterback, you really have none, and that's that's really the same thing with hockey. Like if you don't if you don't have one goal goalie, then you really have none. So. So, yeah, I, I really think the Panthers are, are do well, and I do think the Dolphins are do well um, as well. 
And this week, Tua was in the news because he came out and he said that he didn't really know the playbook much last season. Not a surprise. But which really kind of adds to your point because we didn't really have one quarterback because we were back and forth with Fitzpatrick. So how much you're kind of hindering his progress as a quarterback in real-life game experience if you're not just playing him for full games so he can really kind of figure it out. Mm -hmm. But he's going to get scrutiny for that. I I will. He already has as far as not knowing the playbook fully. But I think the future is still bright for the Dolphins with Tua because he says his – his hip is finally healed. He said that as well. So he was not 100% apparently last season. So you got that factor as far as his physicality. And then his knowledge. Although he admitted that to us, it does make me feel some kind of way. At the same time, the only place to go is up from this point. Like yes. if you didn't know the playbook last year, that means you have no excuses this year. Well, it, it don't matter now because, you know, of course, you know, Brian Flores fired the offensive line coach and the, the, the officer coordinator. So, you know, whatever he learned last year is out, is out anyway. So, so you know, I mean, he wound up re- retiring as a officer coordinator. But, but, like, and Chan Gailey. But, 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 again, you know, like, you know, I, I don't really mind – um, you know, the situation that Tools put in, you know, again, he was not 100%, but he was able to learn um, certain things, you know, because, um, of course, you, you, you can be in the field, film room, you know, discussing this, that, and the other, the A's and X's, you know, or the X's and O's, um, but, but if you're not in the game, you know, um, getting hit, actually, you know, because you could be in a game, but you never get hit, and you, you know, once you get hit, you finally like, oh, my God. But he got hit multiple times, you know, and he got right, right back up. You know, um, he didn't grasp the the actual playbook um, as well. But I like someone like that. That's that's gonna be able to keep it one K with you. You gonna you know you gonna ask me a question and, and and I'm not giving you PC. I know I'm gonna get some slack off this, but I'm it's the truth. You know, I didn't know the playbook like that. That's why they always pulled me out. It was not because I'm not a good quarterback. It's because I didn't really know how to get out of certain situations like that. Because if I knew the playbook, I would be able to go ahead and, you know, um, switch the play or or be able to see what is coming, you know, um, defensive scheme plan uh, um, standpoint. So, again, you know, like you're saying, there's no other way to go than up. You got Waddle over here. You got a plethora of receivers, you got Fuller, you got Devontae on um, Parker, who was not healthy at the end of the season, but he wind up still, you know, having reasonable numbers. Again, remember, we're not paying him, you know, Julio Jones number uh, um, numbers in, in regards to salary. We're paying him a, a reasonable salary. So my expectations for him is not high. If he do his thing, cool. Preston Williams, same thing. You know, he's still in his rookie contract. You know, I understand people say he's injured all the time. doesn't really matter to me because, you know, at the end of the day, um, he's not getting paid that money. So the people that, that you want to, to show you certain things is the people that's getting paid that money. And now it's Tua. Again, he was not 100%. He's saying he's fully um, um, healthy now. He, he has a grasp on the actual um, playbook. And we got 
Brian Flores, a, a coach that 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 you know, of course, he looks like me, so I'm gonna root him for that as well, especially in South Florida because we we don't normally see that. But for to see him, to see the general manager, same thing that looks like me, to see Kendrick Nunn just made the two, 47-39 in Let's the go. Heat game. Let's go Heat. 5-15 uh, um, to go in the second it's, quarter. It's always a good feeling, you know. And as long as you keep us with good feelings in Miami, then then you know that we got your back, you know. So, again, um, Tua, we got your back. I see you, you, you look like you've been on a little bit of roids recently why <laughs> because you done got a little bigger in the in, 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 in the in the last few months everyone's saying that you're a gym rat and that's what you want in regards to your quarterback you know so so again for me um some people are gonna say um tool is not a, a rookie no more this is his second year for me he's a rookie still because he was not a hundred percent and i feel like this this season everybody that was um, you know, talking shit about him, they're gonna learn. This is the reason why I have that record with most accurate quarterback in NCAA most, history. Yeah, most efficient, definitely. Most efficient. So yes. I want to bring this podcast to the ATL, shouting the A. <laughs> and first off, I, I did want to mention this, uh, but before we transi- transitioned off of the the Knicks and the Hawks, but. Trey Young, man, like, what's going on with this dude's hair, though, bro? <laughs> like, it's it's almost like you see, like, him losing his hair in the future type stuff. It's like he looks – he already looks like a young Chico DeBarge, you know? <laughs> you know, he looks like a young Chico DeBarge out there playing basketball. And then, like, he, like, has this weird, like, like um, comb-over thing that's like going Trump. on – yeah like trump man with with the with the comb over his hair bro like i don't know if he needs to realize that he needs to do a new hairstyle or something like that i mean our producer chris pointed out earlier that kenny smith all of a sudden has a tape a ball tape oh yeah you know what i'm saying kenny smith like Yo, what's going on? You trying to bring the bring the tape back? Like we thought you was bald, you know what I'm saying? When you commit to something, you just Ooh, commit to it, you know? With the big but but anyways, paint. I'm not hating on him, but also in ATL we had some news come out with the Atlanta Falcons. And and I think um, you know, Julio Jones wants his way out of Atlanta. Yep. And you know how that happened though? Which is crazy because mm-hmm. Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless, they have, you know, one of the uh, live shows during the day called, uh, what's it Undisputed. called? Undisputed. Undisputed. And Shannon Sharp called Julio Jones, who's one of the best wide receivers in history, Ooh, I would bam, say. Bam with the jam. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Julio Jones, one of the best receivers in history, wants out of Atlanta. Um, and I totally understand why. But Shannon Sharp called him live on the show Undisputed and didn't with the three boom, I'm sorry. <laughs> and didn't let him know uh Shannon Sharp didn't let uh Julio Jones know that he was recording or he was on air. Asked him straight up, Are you staying with Atlanta? He was like, Nah, I'm out of there. And he also said that he's not going to the Dallas Cowboys. I think it was kind of a kind of an awkward situation on live Damn. television Damn. that happened because you don't get these rare moments on live television. Damn, uh-huh. And 
you know, first of all, I don't like what he did, but could there be some ramifications for what he did? Of course it could be ramifications because I think in California, California got a law where you can't record me if I don't know that you recorded me. That way they, so re- that's that one, where they recorded? Yeah. You know, you're, you're on live television. Of course no, I'm they're saying recording. it's in California? It's in Cali. Oh, okay. You know, so so that's one thing. Um, also, you know, um, I think there's a $2,000 fine, which I do think Shannon Sharp can go ahead and pay that. It ain't nothing. He getting paid all that breath from Undisputed. But the problem is, you know, like what I'm saying, you know, like um, it could have problems on players, you know, trusting Shannon Sharp like that, you know. One, because, you know, a lot of the players, they call him unk. You see what I'm calling him unk, you know. Um, they look at, at him like the OG. You know what I'm saying? And, how was that a foul, though? Like, I, I don't understand. know how that's Sorry. a foul. Of Sorry, course, they're like, cheating. Of course, they, yeah. you know. That did not look like a foul. ways to cheat. On Kendrick Nunn. damn heat, you know. In but, the corner. But going back to, um, um, you know, Shannon Sharp, I do think it's going to be ramifications. I don't think it's going to be that serious. You know, everybody do know the obvious that he's not going to be. Thank you, um, Jimmy Butler. Um, Jimmy Buckets um, gets us you, a bucket. You, everybody Bam, knows the shot. obvious that, that, that Julius Jones is leaving Atlanta. You know, um, it would be a great tandem, you know, to have that tied in that they just drafted and Julio. But, you know, I don't know. You know what it is. It's, it's the league. It's business. I think Julio Jones is number one or number two highest paid um, raw receivers in the NFL. So there's only a slim amount of teams that, that can go ahead and pay that price. New England is one of them. You know, um, of course, please don't go to the evil empire. Please um, don't go to, e- but, to the but, evil but, empire, but, but, but Julio. Than, yes, please. But but other than that, you know, I don't care where he goes as long as he don't go to the AFC, you know, because I don't want to see him. You know, I'm t- uh, you finally got Tom Brady out of here. You know, um, hopefully – you know, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills um, is a fluke, you know, because of the bubble, because of not being able to. Ooh, oh, bam at there a you go. With bam. Jam. That's how I'm bam doing. With Give it jam. to me. You feel me? So, so, again, you know, you look you looking like yourself right now, big boy. You got you got a big boy plate right now. I'm giving you the breast. <laughs> you feel me? You're not getting a wing. You're getting the breast. You feel me? But, again, oh, get that ooh, out of here. Come on. Offensive foul. Offensive foul. We'll, you know let's go. we'll take that. Come on, man. We finally look like we got some home cooking in Dade County. You feel me? Brooke Lopez. But, but, but again, going back to Julio Jones and his situation I mean, in Atlanta, I really do feel that he's going to leave. So uh, I, I, I really do think he probably knew. He wanted everybody to know that he ain't coming back to Atlanta. Also, get some leverage on his side. You know, because Atlanta have all that um, advantage, and a lot of people is not going to try to give you a first-round pick for Julio Jones, even though we know that he's a first-round pick automatically. You know, so for him to do that, hey, it is what it is. Come on, man. But, but again, um, so what would be our next actual um, um, – Topic transition, you know. Y'all, y'all want to talk Yo, a little bit the, about the fans what, just what's going just on? Cra- just just uh, cheered for Tyler Hero doing that foul. If yeah, you notice that, bitch ass. you know, like no easy bu- you buckets. Know, you know, what easy over here, pussy not, boy. You know, what do y'all think about this game so far? Right now, I'm enjoying. We only got I'm, a minute left until half. I mean, we're up by ten at the moment, so I I think 
if we could keep this going, we'll we'll, we'll be good. I'm enjoying it. You know, I don't mind. You mean me personally? I want the Clippers to actually lose so Kawhi could bring his ass over here to Dade County. You know, I want to make it to the finals and hopefully win the finals. You know, but that's just the heat in me. That's thinking positive. You know, um, any team that's been down three zero is like seventy five percent chance that the other team is gonna actually win. So, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and take everything with a grain of salt. You know, we're playing aggressive still. You know, the shots is actually dropping right now. Giannis, what what are you thinking this is? Ariza taking too many threes, though. Oh, man. Butler's too small for me. Yeah, Butler's too small. Yeah, that's a mismatch. They should have doubled him. I don't know why they didn't double him. Ooh, yeah, get that foul. Get that foul. I thought he was going to make it for a second. Get that foul, Giannis. Get that foul. You feel me? Do what Trey Young so, do. So, 54 seconds left. Heat are up 62-55 on Milwaukee. Game four. Jimmy B trying going to avoid up the sweep here. Jimmy to the free Buckets. throw line. Let's, let's talk about uh, – I know, Marcus, you wanted to talk a little bit about Naomi Osaka. Hmm. Yeah, so Naomi Osaka, uh, one of the best tennis players in the game right now, mm-hmm. uh, is Haitian Japanese player. Uh, she actually lives down here in uh, South Florida. Because of beaches. You know, and weather. this week she said that she is not going to press conferences. French, The French Open is coming up, and it's one of the major tennis tournaments. It's one of the Grand Slams. And she said that she's not going to press conferences Why? because of her apparent mental health issues. Oh my you know, God. yeah, she's basically saying that press conferences or journalists like myself uh, basically mess with their psyche on the court. So she's not going to subject herself to that. And I think that is is disappointing to hear just for me because you're an athlete you're a superstar athlete people know you uh, across the globe and you're going to get criticism you are going to get criticism that kind of comes with the territory if you did not want to be this successful then you should have stopped balling in the manner that you are doing as a tennis player because there will be criticism there will be questions People want to get your perspective on what happened. Me, me myself, as a journalist, kind of, kind of is taken back at it because one, it's our job, and we have to have a story. We have to basically publicize something that people will want to read. So, for you to say, "Hey, I'm just going to re- remove myself from this situation just because of my feelings." Because of my feelings are getting hurt, feels like something that really epitomizes this generation, which I think is soft. You know, like come on, like I can't even ask you a, I, as an as a as a reporter, as a sports reporter, journalist, I can't ask you a question. Halftime here at the Heat and Bucks game, sixty four fifty seven, uh, in Game Four. But I can't criticize you as a journalism a journalist. I can't really uh, ask a question that may strike a certain nerve. I think Osaka, you need to get some tougher skin. To be honest, now mental health, yes, it's an issue uh, for people, and I'm not trying to discount people who have mental health issues. The people who really do have them. But I think it's been 
a little bit overblown as far as where you can't answer questions. This is part of your job. If it wasn't for people like us, then people wouldn't know about you. People wouldn't know about your story. People wouldn't know about your success and be inspired by it. So you are actually creating a detriment to young Haitian girls that think that they can go out there and be a tennis player and really affect the progression of the black woman in this world. So So basically what I'm getting from this is it's not that she mind the interviews. She just don't like the controversial questions or questions that doesn't praise But that's her. so subjective. It's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, like, what are you, like, you know, you're an athlete. I'm like, if it has something to do with mental health, you know, you probably wouldn't even be able to play in that stadium field where how many, how many people be Thousands field? of people. Thousands of people be in the, in the actual um, stadium when you're actually, you know, uh, um, you know, having the actual round with whoever you're having with. With Serena, I know that was packed. You know, I think you, you he, she went away against Serena. She beat Serena. Matter she fact. beat Serena you in know, the U.S. Like, Open. Like, That's like, like, made a name for herself. Exactly. So, so again, like you wasn't scared because of your mental health, like just in the match. Forget the interview. Exactly. Just being in the match mentally should have just broke you down. Right. You know. So for you to use that now, I'm just like, yo, ima- I'm I'm looking at it while you saying that. I'm like, imagine LeBron would say some shit like that. You know, like, again, right, a lot of exactly. LeBron haters, again, you know, we hate LeBron for another reason, you know. But, again, like, I, I could imagine LeBron saying that and the backlash that he's getting, you know, would get behind that, you know. But I don't know if it's because she's a young woman that's saying that. You know, uh, women get treated differently from men. You know, that's one. Yep. I don't know if she's saying that because – She's mentally fragile and not saying mentally have a problem, but mentally fragile. But I don't think that because you played against Serena in the biggest moment. Like she's the MJ of tennis. Right. And and, and you was able to elevate and actually succeed and win. So mentally, if you was fit for that, I think a actual interview is nothing. I totally agree. I totally agree. A hundred percent, man. Uh, I I just think, come on, man. Like you, you gotta have that mental fortitude to really push through something like that. Exactly. Yeah, other people are gonna cry, but you are better than them mentally. Just like Wes said, you are on the biggest stage against uh, the biggest player ever in the sport. Come on, like, come on, Osaka. You you gotta do way better than that because. This is not going to stop, and this is going to continue. You're relatively young. You are going to continue to really be in the spotlight for your whole career. Mm -hmm. You got at least another 12 years of this, Mm -hmm. and you can't handle this now? Come on, man. Like, it just just really um, is disappointing, and and I hope that you kind of uh, turn the page and really be, be more mature. I hope they the talk situation. to your ass about that. Whoever's in your circle need to holler at you about that because I think that was like one of the worst things that you can actually say. Because me, if I'm a opponent of you, I'm gonna use that to my advantage. Whatever 
mental problem that you're saying that you're having, I'm going to go ahead and be one of those that's talking shit while I'm playing you. You Right. Get in your head. That's actually the other point. Sorry to interrupt, but that's actually the other point I wanted to make. It's like in tennis, they're not really booing you. You know what I'm saying? They're not like really trying to get you off your game. It's more because once you start the the match, you actually can't cheer. It's actually not allowed. Oh, okay. you know yeah. the yeah. It's like they say quiet, please, before the judge says quiet, please, to the crowd before they even start. So they're not even hearing that like back and forth, like a football game where you're hearing somebody. You know, trying to tear you down, or a basketball game, or or any or hockey, or anything like that. So it, it's just really disappointing to hear um, her not so, having that mental strength. So speaking about like like sensitivity, or like I know you had like a WNBA uh, story, like somebody mm-hmm. got like um, offended in the WNBA. Yeah, um, damn, I I don't have the name of the player, um, but she. Basically, was in a game and a coach. What game? What type of game? It was a basketball, a regular season basketball WNBA game. Okay. And the coach of the opposing side was was talking to the ref and said, "Hey, um, you know, give us a break. She she's three hundred pounds. <laughs> you know, like she is around two fifty as far as her size is concerned." Liz Cambage. Liz Cambage? Yeah, that's her name. Yeah, so Liz Cambage was was outraged out out this can out, out of um from this comment. And it's a, it's a, it's it's another thing that piggybacks on what I said earlier where this generation is soft. And come on, like you're a woman trying to be, you know, what's it the Me Too movement? Like you're trying to be on the same level, but you can't take the same criticism or scrutiny. And this coach got fined ten thousand dollars for it. I want to say that he got the coach yes, got fined ten thousand dollars because she came out on social media and said it. You know, and he had to apologize of that. And I think he got he had to apologize, and I think he got suspended for one game God. too. Like, I would have apologized. Like just because suspension. of that, I mean. I love women. I was raised by women all through my life. And, yeah, I totally agree that, that women can be just as powerful, uh, you know, mentally as men. But, like, come on. Like, this is the reason why people on the opposing side say things about women. They say, okay, you're too emotional because this was an emotional reaction. Imagine. Like somebody, and then literally the thing that most women, like if you said something about your dime's weight, she'll probably be sensitive about it, mm-hmm. you know? And same for me. So it's it's almost like the typical thing that you could say to, to a woman that would be offended by it and you're going to come out and say something about it. I mean, come on, man. Like, it's it's just ridiculous. If you are a professional athlete, especially a sport like basketball, mm-hmm. where they are going to criticize you, the, the crowd, the opposing crowd is going to criticize you, but yet you can't take a coach, not even saying something directly to you, you're going to take offense to that? It's this crazy is the whole me. reason why I do not need 
you know, women playing men's sports with men. You know, this is kind of one of our arguments that we had before. I'm just thinking, like, imagine if it was a another woman that said that. What's she gonna say? She, is it gonna is, is the offense gonna be so offensive? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, that, 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 but again, you know, um, of course, you know, I, I feel like women can do a lot of things that men can do. You know, but again, one of those things that need to be need to pick up is have a little tougher skin, especially when you're in certain sports, because you're going to have all type of people talking shit. You know, you can have myself that don't even watch WNBA like because of whichever reason. Same thing like Marcus or anyone else, whichever other sport. You, you know, know the reason because it's not as entertaining not as entertaining, other sports. It's boring, <laughs> you know, but uh, me, me personally, like I ain't a lot of you. The way that you get men to watch women's sports, you know, it's not good to say this, but it has to be a lot more sexual. And if they look, if they're dressing a certain way while they play that sport, I guarantee you the numbers will go up. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that 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 football women lingerie uh, 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 lingerie, football. lingerie football. Exactly. If the, the views was up. Yeah. And they knew how to play. And they know how to play too. So it's not just that. But again, you know, again, but then you have people, you know, you want to sexualize women. They need to bring back lingerie other, football. And, you know, huh? <laughs> they need to bring back lingerie football. That was it was good. I don't the know why. was good. <laughs> Before the Me Too movement. Yeah. Nah, that that definitely not coming back, you know. Actually, but then you, you sent me something like on some it basketball. Like, it was like bad, it was like lingerie basketball. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Some lingerie I mean, basketball. That's what I'm saying, you know. Yeah. But if again, I would have known about it, I would have definitely told y'all. <laughs> what, 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 what I don't understand is, you know, how they have, you know, Candace Parker, you know, I understand she knows basketball. She, she be's on there with Shaq, Dwayne Wade, even actually having Shaq look crazy. But I don't, I, I don't see a Shaq, a Charles Barkley, a Dwayne Wade going on WNBA to do that same thing that Candace Parker is doing on TNT with them on the men platform. I do not see those men going over there for whatever reason to actually they will go ahead and build up another brand that they got going on that they got cooking up i do not see them even though i know they want to incorporate it like that i don't i don't see it yeah i don't i don't see it either i mean clearly the 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 women's game is is different than the men's game and it should never be uh intermingled as far as the genders are concerned i mean i i watch women's soccer they're gonna say we sexist yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm sexist at all because I do watch women's soccer. There's just certain sports that more that are more aesthetically pleasing than uh, basketball. Like like tennis, I like women tennis more than men tennis. Yeah, I I could I could say that. You I, know, I could see that. Same thing like with volleyball, women volleyball, yeah. rather than men volleyball. Women ja- gymnastics, women, same thing. Women track, you know. Simone Biles, she did like some crazy shit. I think like not too long ago, like yeah. a few days ago. So uh, again, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not the women is the type of sport that they're trying to play because I am, I'm not, I, I don't want to, uh, like to be honest with you, UFC women fights be serious, be lit. But like, I just don't want to see another. Woman getting pounded like that. Uh, for me, I don't care. 
Yeah, for me, I don't care. I mean, yeah, I get paid for I watch that. I, I mean, that. I just That's like watching. I just yeah, like watching knockouts, and it doesn't yeah, matter fight. to me. They yeah. can fight. Yeah, if, if they can fight, you, if you can fight, you can fight. If you fight, you fight. If you get choked out, you get choked out. See, but that's the you real know, fight, it's, though. That's all it is. Because you know, we used to seeing women like pulling hair and stuff, but when they really punching and knocking people out and choking, choking them out, like it's a real good fight. So yeah, I, I, I definitely agree on that stance. But um. Where we what else we got, Chris? Now, I mean, I think let's jump into the Benjamin report because I you oh, you've been out you've been yeah, out for like the past yeah, like two three weeks and you know doing your thing. So you know, I think the audience kind of want to know like you know what what you've been seeing out there. Yeah, no, who's yeah? Hot? I who's mean, hot? who's up and coming? I mean, I've been know? out there for the past couple of weeks. Uh, hot to as these, hell. Yeah, to the you ain't lying. <laughs> you ain't lying. Oh my gosh! Like yesterday, I thought I thought it was gonna be over for me for real. <laughs> Because it was at like five o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, "Oh man!" But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've been around town, around this city, around this football hotbed, and you know, getting a a, a close look at the best players in, in South Florida because a lot of them will be going into the league, okay, in the future. And one one in particular was Earl Little Jr. Earl Little, Little Jr. is a uh, Legacy kid from Miami, or little senior, uh, played for Miami. Also played in the NFL. Uh, his son plays American Heritage, and Earl Little Senior coaches his son right now at that school, who I think is one of the best teams, if not the best team, in Florida. Okay. Now the uh, other team that's in contention with them is IMG Academy, and I kind of talked to them, talked to you about them before, how they're basically like a junior college. As far as talent is concerned, they will play them first game of the year. That was announced uh, this week. So that's going to be one of the biggest high school football games okay. uh, in the country coming up in August is the kickoff uh, game. But the player, uh, Earl Little Jr., is actually number one on, on Nick Saban's board. What position he plays? Cornerback. Oh, he's the number one cornerback on – Nick Saban's board. So, so you already chain, know. Junior, junior, junior. So you already know how how good he is. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, he's a legacy kid from Miami. Is not being recruited by Miami. Why is that? They jumped in late in the game. You know, with these kids, you got to jump in early. You got to jump in on their uh, sophomore year if you really want to have a chance at these kids. Uh, because he is going to be on his way to USC. He's going to be uh, visiting with Oregon. He's going to be going to Alabama. There's no South Even South Florida State. State as well. He's going to be visiting. Not Miami. But either? not Miami. At all? No visits? No. As nothing? far as I know, from what I know, my sources are telling me he's not going to Miami oh, at man. all. You know? So, which is crazy that he's the number one cornerback uh, on Nick Saban's board and we don't even have a shot at, at a legacy kid a player that play uh, a player's father who's played at the U and went to the NFL it's just ridiculous this is why they ain't trying to do no more 30 for 30s man yeah but so Miami so and his his father loves the U still represents the U um I actually posted a picture on Twitter with him and all of the UM players including Jake Garcia the so quarterback. you're saying it's a shot 
No, there's no shot. <laughs> <laughs> there's no shot, unfortunately. I'm Damn. not going to paint the pipe dream for Hurricanes fans that might be watching this. There's no shot in us getting Earl Little Jr., unfortunately. Now, you may have a chance at Jacoby Spells. Jacoby Spells is also a good cornerback on the same team. You have a, a legitimate shot of getting him, I think. But in the intra-squad scrimmage that I went to, he got burned by Brandon Ennis, who I think is the best football player in South Florida right now, and he's going into his junior year. What position does he play? Brandon Ennis is a wide receiver. Okay. Yeah, um, I posted him. I think uh, we posted him on a, on a previous uh, Benjamin Report with the podcast, and uh, he's the one who said he was a grown man. So he, he uh, burned this kid, Jacoby Spells, on one play. Now, I'm not saying Jacoby Spells is not a great player. He is one of the best cornerbacks in South Florida, but we do have a chance to get him. Another great player who we won't get, who I saw this weekend, who is by far to me the best player that I've seen in the past couple of weeks, is Nigelik Kelly out of Dillard High School, defensive end. He is a beast. He's 6'4", 250 already, and just comes off that edge really quickly. And is really just manhandling the offensive line. To okay. me, I think he he's rated as a four star by by most uh, recruiting websites, but I think he has a potential to be a five star guy. Anybody you can compare him to? Um, I hate to say this. I really hate to say this, but it's really just a comparison to really get you an idea of how good he can be. He can be as good as a Jason Taylor. Like, Man, as far as his size is concerned. That's Hall of Fame. Yeah, he, he could be as good as Jason Taylor. I would say that is his ceiling, which is a pretty damn high ceiling. I think he can be that type of player if he continues to develop. Because right now, the, what he's doing, uh, I saw him play against Monarch High School. Was that this week? Yeah, that was this week, Wednesday. It's been a crazy week. Um, he was just man, manhandling kids. And he was previously uh, committed to Florida State. But he decommitted, and likely he's going to be at one of the big-name schools like a Clemson or Alabama, okay, uh, Ohio State. I could see him going to that type of program now, and Miami is not in contention for that type of player. <laughs> also not in contention for a Marvin Jones Jr., who I think is – now, he's a legacy kid from Florida State. His dad played at Florida State. His dad from the crib but played at Florida State. So that's another kid, one of the best defensive ends. Again, a player similar to Nigel Lee Kelly that I just described. The Hurricanes will not get that player. So number bad news over here. So yeah. Players. So um, as far as yeah, as far as far as the the Hurricanes players that I, I could see them getting is a kid that I, I talked about before, which has your name is Wesley Bassain, and I think he's definitely a player that's going to be a big name player. He uh, is on that level of a Nigel Lee Kelly or Anna Marvin Jones Jr. And I think they have the best shot to get a player like him. Now, they need to ramp it up. I do want to say they need to ramp it up in the next month. So expect to see more players committing to this 2022 uh, class because the COVID restrictions are going to be lifted next week. Okay. So, you can bring a kid on campus and it's not going to be any issues. So expect in the next month to really see players start to commit to the University of Miami and other schools as well. 
So, um, as far as other schools, other players, I, th- I think they do have a chance to get Santana Fleming, who is another receiver on that same American Heritage squad. He didn't play in the, in the scrimmage that I saw him, but he had a thumb injury. He told me he had a thumb fracture, so they held him out of a spring game. Um, so, he is a player that I think can be a player that commits to the U. He was at Carroll City, transferred to uh, American Heritage. He's playing alongside Brandon Ennis, so he's going to get the looks. Okay. You know, so we'll see how great his season will be um, on that really impressive team. But I think the Hurricanes have a real chance to get Santana Fleming. And it's crazy. His name is Santana from Carroll City, just like Santana Moss from Carroll City. <laughs> so, yeah, so we'll, we'll see if we can get him. But as far as everybody else, I feel they have to go outside of the state to really get the big-name players and really put this class on the level of last year's class. I don't mind. But, uh, yeah, that's, that, that's all I got for, for the Benjamin Report, really. I know it's sad news for Hurricanes fans, but hopefully things will change in the next couple of months. Yeah, man, and looking at this game, it looks like Milwaukee's starting to, you know, creep up on us, 62-68, to 68, third quarter, eight minutes in. Well, eight minutes left. But, yeah, I mean, that's all we got so far for the Mark West Sports Podcast. All right, so that, that's a wrap for the Mark West Sports Podcast. See you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.